0: M-S-W-Media.
1: Hi, I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we're Frangela. You know what you need in your life? Hmm. The Final Word Podcast. Yes, you do. That's right. It is the final word on all things political and pop cultural. Where we make real news real funny. Where we inspire you so you can hashtag resist subscribe and get a new episode of the final word podcast each week it's the news we think you need to hear that's right we think you need to hear it okay yeah it's what we say so that's right and because all we do is give every thursday you can listen to our hysterical podcast idiot of the week we round up the stupid because you know what somebody has to okay all we do is give than <laughs> I do. I love- my TV. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Podcast Land. I'm
0: Fras. I'm Miss Redacted, And I'm so excited to be here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love how as soon as we started introducing ourselves, Maria was like, <laughs> Dude, I
2: was so excited to get home. All I could think about was that there was a box outside my house with a hat. And then I immediately recorded a TikTok that I sent you because I was so excited. I
1: can't wait to watch it. I was going to get you a white one because I was like, she's a bride. She's a bride. No, 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 but no, no. I was no, like, no. I have to no. get her the pink one because that's the one I would want. Here's but. the thing. I'm going to turn this
2: into a festival. Outfit over this summer. I I'm going to use would. absolutely. I'm going to use this as inspo because we just bought our tickets for our first festival of summer, and I can now start planning outfits.
1: I have so much white shit that I don't wear, and Give I was me color. like, "Give me the pink." Goes to
2: festival, especially
1: pink and feather. Mm, yes, please. I'm so glad that you Thank like you. it. Hello. We're all in the hats. We're all in the hats. For those of you listening, we had to be in the
2: hats. The hats.
1: For those of you listening who don't know, I like know Maria. We like, met once for maybe 12 hours for my wedding. She was at my wedding. At the most
2: like dream dream-esque wedding I've ever been into Stop. i would just like to take that and copy paste it for mine because that was beautiful and then i got a tattoo yes you did you got a tattoo on her wedding weekend yes because <sighs> Shabi and i met each other for the first time the night of her rehearsal dinner mm-hmm. and then we like clicked and we loved monstera's plants crystals planets all the things and then at fraz's wedding there were monstera plants like everywhere so shyby and i stole a little pebble from the venue and then we also the next day got tattoos together that's beautiful that's not beautiful. beautiful the
1: police are on the way but that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed the people who manage our venue. It was so beautiful. You were so beautiful. They wouldn't mind that you took the pebble. I'm <laughs> so excited that Maria is on this podcast because I feel like you are the poster child for leaving your job and becoming your best self. I love that. I don't know how you feel, but that's how I feel looking at you. It's
2: how I'm starting to feel. To be honest, I have not processed leaving teaching like at all because this was never the plan. No. I did not see this coming at all, but now I like don't know who I am in the best way possible. I am so energetic. I sleep so well. I wake up without anxiety and dread every single morning. I am eating better because I don't want to just shove my face with cupcakes when I get home to make my hole in my heart better. I am just this new version of myself that I didn't know was there and I'm so thankful that I plopped into on accident.
1: Yes, and I feel like there's people like me who when I was really struggling with my job, I was miserable and like wallowing in it. But you, Maria, when you were struggling, you woke up every single morning and were like setting your intentions and like finding moments to be grateful for and very very much so Mm -hmm. striving to find the good Mm -hmm. I I think I told you like I was just so impressed by how you were managing but I knew that you weren't deeply happy and fulfilled I was miserably optimistic it was so bad you tried I didn't try I gave
2: bare minimum there for a while at the end of school like I definitely was I didn't give my best self but I also didn't think I could give my best self like I just did not have it in my little emotional fuel tank to give anything more than I did and it was real bare random but like miserably optimistic that was the vibe
1: you had to do what you had to do yeah
2: it was beat out of you it was not good last year was not good at all at this point i don't think that i was supposed to be a teacher i believe in everything happens for a reason obviously so like i knew that this was my journey that i had to be on but like i had the wildest shit happen to me over my teaching career that like i don't think that this was for me i think the universe was like get out like you gotta go i'm gonna keep throwing you random things that are awful and i
1: like victimized myself but like i just too many things that were not good you we're not victimizing yourself that is the truth people do not experience this that shit is, yes that is like true. it's not normal what happened
2: um so college we one, started in college we started in college i transferred three times i was at three years in you're
0: like so i was born in 1994 <laughs> the very beginning <laughs>
2: okay so i started at a university it was in the middle of like New Orleans. i was doing teaching i didn't really make any friends
0: it sent me into a sad spiral whatever i also had no friends in college so hard relate it
2: was very weird so then i was like unhappy at the school and dating someone from a college that I would go to next. When did you meet Dave? Junior year of college, but my sophomore year at OU, because I did four years at my last school. I then um, watched Gossip Girl my freshman year and thought I wanted to be a fashion designer. (laughs) So
0: then I... Choosing a career based on the last show or movie you watched is the most relatable thing in the entire world.
1: I love... I wanted to be a lawyer because I wanted to be Elle Woods. Did you take like, action
2: at your college for it,
1: though. Okay, no, but (laughs) Maria, now that I'm pursuing a lawsuit, two separate lawyers have told me I should go into law. Maybe that's your next era. That could be fun.
0: Wait, you're in California. You could do the weird law school that Kim Kardashian is doing where it's like an apprenticeship and then you just have to take tests.
2: As for lawyer, 20 20, however many years it would take you to do that. I, you know what? Do it. Do it as a joke. Do it. I dare you. I would
1: do it if I didn't have to leave my baby. I'm sure there's an online school. Go to the University of Phoenix. If I might fucking fuck around and go to online law school and vlog it fuck around and find out you can be a lawyer i would hire you i trust you two different lawyers have been like Are you in law school? And I was like, "You're like not yet. Do
0: you want to write a recommendation? Should should I use it? It's a sign." They're
1: like, "You have a really comprehensive knowledge of the law." And I was like, "Because I'm anxious, and at 3 a.m., I'm doing this. I'm anxious, and law things keep happening to me. Law finds me." You're like, (laughs) "You went to
0: school for law. You can literally Google it. Like it's free on Google. You paid
1: tuition to learn it." My friend, who is the most L Woods bitch I ever knew, took the LSAT for fun. I love taking tests for fun. So she got a massively high score. She's in a top 20 law school. She got two different awards from her law school for having the highest grade in two of her classes. And she got... That's a smart cookie. She's a musical theater major. And then she got a teaching credential. That's a lot of energy. And she like is killing it. So we were having lunch at like Neiman... What's that department store? Neiman Marcus. We were having lunch at Neiman Marcus. And they she, have food
0: at Neiman Marcus?
1: And they give you a popover. They give you a popover with strawberry butter. And they give you a little thing of broth.
0: You're like, why are we formal dining in the Nordstrom right now? <laughs>
1: Deadass. But no, she's so fucking smart. And I'm why like,
0: isn't she a lawyer? She should be on top of this.
1: She hasn't passed the bar. She's so an unofficial lawyer. Law.
0: My toxic trait is that I think I could pass any multiple choice test. Like literally give me the bar right now.
1: Here is your first patron.
2: Content. You both are going to take lawyer tests and see what happens. So, podcast
0: land you were in college you decided to transfer because you were in the middle of nowhere land and
2: then I moved back home and I did a community college version of like the Ohio State University I kind of just like gathered credits less of like doing major things and more of gathering all the little credits that you need then at the end of that semester I had visited my best friend Nicole she's the one that officiated our wedding and I went went and partied with her one of her friends was like you should go here you seem like you'd like it here and I was like "Mm, okay so then I went home I applied I got accepted and then first year of college i start doing like normal teacher track program whatever that like everyone is probably accustomed to at some degree the springtime semester this one guy who led this program called care and the thing about care was that second semester of your freshman year there were these partner teachers who taught at a local middle and high school and you'd be in their classroom during the day and then at night they would come and teach night classes that were like three hours long every night and it was like a small group of people we would like debrief our day essentially. And it wasn't a formal like teaching track. However, I'm a bad student and I prefer to just like learn by watching and doing. So that was fine with me. The first weird thing that happened is I had started the year, this was like mid-September and I was talking to my academic counselor and I was worried because I was like, I just feel like there's something wrong with my credits. And he was like, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with your credits. And I have really freaking good gut feelings. And I was like, no, I think there's something wrong with my credits. And he was like, oh, there's nothing wrong with your credits. Well, it turns out there was. And I got escorted off of my school's campus. In the middle of the day, literally, I was teaching a language arts lesson and my assisting teacher was in the back principal comes in and he was really nice. and I liked him. And so I was just like, hey, he's like whispering with her she comes and she's like, hey, so and so wants to chat with you. And I was just like, okay. And then I go to the back and he was like, hey, come in the hallway with me. And he was like, oh, by the way, grab your things. And I was like, okay. And then they literally went and sat me down in the principal's office with an academic advisor that wasn't mine from our school. And they were like, you legally can't be here. You have to leave now and you can't come back to we're not sure maybe the spring maybe you have to take an extra year to graduate bye and I had to just like go home in the middle of the day I had to I didn't drive because I was carpooling with my friends and they wouldn't let me stay the entire day and I had to call Dave's sister who I only had known for like a short amount of time where I did not feel comfortable calling her sobbing and I did and then I got like taken out of school that day so that was like red flag number one of maybe I'm not meant to be a teacher wait wait
0: wait, wait it was wait, as wait, wait, terrifying wait. as you what think,
2: could be. possibly be wrong with your credit I didn't have a social studies credit, I think. There was something that got missed. They thought it would transfer, but then it didn't. We thought it was okay this whole time. But then as I'm trying to graduate, they're like, oh, actually like we're running all the whatevers and it's not working. Like it was literally just a credit.
0: That's insane. I
2: also hate that this
0: is not a unique experience. I've heard so many people say that like they told their advisor, this doesn't mm-hmm. seem right. And their advisors are like, no, you have what you need. You have what you need. And then last minute they find out it wasn't. How the fuck is college so expensive? And that can still happen. I'm so blessed. Ashley, my old academic advisor, if you're listening to this, you were that bitch girl. You always had us correct and you would write down how you had us correct because apparently academic advisors out here are letting you illegally teach in schools and then getting you escorted off of said schools. It was
2: so scary and I went and I cried to like all the people in the academic education office and it was basically like a sorry, we're sad for you and but too bad so sad. So that was like super red flag number one. Senior year of college and then I moved to California with Dave. He got a job working with an MLS soccer team and he was like, like, Do you wanna move? And I was like, Yeah, sure, I like you enough. I got a job at a Montessori. I was like, I went to a Montessori when I was a little baby kid. I'll love teaching there. And they sent me the three weeks of training, like three hours away from where we were living. These people had been in college for Montessori teaching, and then it was like an additional training, and my school was just like, this is your only training, and I didn't understand any of it. And I went back and I was like, I'm gonna try my best. Important question: did they pay for the Airbnb and hotel? Yes, they paid for the Airbnb, which I was only in for one week. To give you context, I'm an only child. My parents are very protective over my safety. My dad is ex-military and is very concerned that things will always go wrong. So this Airbnb, I get in the first day after my full day of training. And it is a house where I am in a room by myself, but the house has like six to eight other people. Most of them, which are like, I'm an adult, but like adultier adults. And I told my dad about that and he was not happy. So then I stayed there for like four days and then he used his Marriott points and put... Be in a hotel for the rest of the time, which they did not pay for. They would only pay for the Airbnb and did not understand why it was not okay. Valid on everyone's parts, and that point system goes hard as fuck. I love Marriott Bonvoy points; they're so good. I love Marriott so much. (laughs) So I stayed there and I did training, which was like haphazard training, and I didn't feel prepared and whatever. And so I went back and I was like, "I'm gonna do my best." Here is my best, and I did like three months of my best. Then I was pulled aside by someone who had been there for a while, and they were like, "Um, so." our principal and like vice principal but they were called something else I don't know what they were called she was like yeah so we I talked to them and they don't like pretty much everything that you're doing so I'm gonna have to work one-on-one with you to make sure that it's done better and different what age group was this a fourth and fifth grade classroom and I had like 12 kiddos well
0: Montessori is really like unregulated like lots of educational terms you have to have like really specific credentialing to be like I am a blank school but Montessori because like the OG Montessori good and intentions was like oh I want this to be accessible to everyone Mm -hmm. I want everyone to be able to learn it but now you have lots of places saying they're Montessori and they're not
2: there was a girl she was in fourth grade for me she didn't know how to read maybe reading it like a kindergarten level very bright I went to the teacher who had her for either first through third or second through third and the vibe was literally just like well that child didn't want to read so we didn't make her and then she came to me not reading we had a lot of strong behaviors in the classroom in regards to like unregulated emotions. And I was the lead teacher, and I had like a co teacher who'd been there longer than I had, but she never wanted to be a lead teacher. But she had more or acted like she had more authority, and her behavior system was the one that we implemented, not by my choice. And it was mostly like child who is having an unregulated emotion and needs some sort of care, love, and assistance. You must go outside until you're calm. And then the child was just sent outside until they were calm, and then they'd calm down, and then they'd come back in, and then they'd do it again because it's an unreg- regulated child. And so that was the vibe of the school. Very probably unmonitored by things you need to prove that you're a school. Yeah.
0: It sounds cu- quite the chaotic smorgasbord yes. of things going on there.
2: So that was that school. And the younger teacher had her parents petition to have me not be their teacher for the next year because they didn't like me. There was a lot of gossip about me. And I just like stayed to myself in my room. I would go to Chipotle every day at lunch and I'd have an hour. Chipotle is like five minutes away. I'd call my mom and I would just sit on the phone and cry into my Chipotle every single day at lunch. I would cry on the way to school. And and I'd cry on the way home from school as well as lunch I was so sad uh,
1: mm-hmm. I didn't know about that
2: I was just so ready to be done with that year I internalized a lot of it and I was like is it me am I the problem like I'm sure that I was the problem at some point or like that I didn't do my best or I could have done better or maybe I wasn't like open-minded and I internalized a lot of it and I was so ready to just be done with it and I'm like oh my god I don't want to cry but like I could cry because like I ended the year and I was just like fuck it I don't want to think about it anymore that happened that's never going to happen again no thank you and I literally like took it out of my brain and was like, see ya. Eject. I just don't talk about it like
0: at all. I'm so jealous of people that can do that to their brain. It's like doing an exorcism on yourself. It's
2: like my toxic trait. Like it's a really bad trait that I have. I'm very good at just like, see ya. You're like, I'm a
0: TTYL to that memory. <laughs> That's a surprise that'll come back later. It's a tool <laughs> that will use <laughs> You just delete it from your brain and then you smell something or someone says something and then your body is like, you're actually there right now. Literally. The, the memory's in the
2: room with us. Oh,
1: Jesus. So was that the school before your last
2: school? No. So then I left and started applying <laughs> There's anywhere. More. There's Dude, there's so much more. So I worked at Francesca's Boutique at the time and I struck up a conversation one day because someone had shown me their teacher's ID. Over a chunky belt. Francesca's is so cute though. However, I did see they have a mug that is mushroom shaped. The like slogan of the mug was like, sip while you rip. And the mug had like a small bowl on it so you could like smoke. What the fuck? And I was like, does Francesca's know? No. That they're selling this or do they think it's just like a cute mushroom cup? They have no idea. Whoever is in
0: purchasing at Francesca's is one of two situations. Either one person knew that no one else would pick up on was it. Was also
2: a stoner and was like, <laughs> was like, I
0: can get away with this. Like They read the room and they were like, no one's gonna say anything. Or a very nice person who thinks mushrooms are very, very cute. <laughs> and whimsical. Has
2: truly no idea.
0: And maybe everyone was just afraid
2: to tell them. I saw that and I was like, I don't think anyone knows that this is here. But I worked at a Francesca's and this woman came in with teaching ID and she was like, oh, I work in this district. You should email this person tell them that you know me and then see where it goes. So I did that. I ended up getting a job at an IB middle school. International baccalaureate. Baccalaureate. It goes like regular honors, AP, IB. IB is like a, if
0: you can take an AP class and it's just the class. Like I was in like a lot of AP social studies, but I would be in like regular ed math. An IB school is like a special dignified diploma that you get. That's like its own classification. So if you graduate with an IB degree, it's like a lot more impressive to colleges because all your classes were hard as shit. So I
2: worked at an Ivy middle school, which I was just like, wow, you are hiring me. That's really nice of you. I don't know if I'm qualified to do this. But like it was, that was my favorite year. (laughs) I loved my students. I loved who I was that year. I loved the content that I was teaching. I loved the lessons I was doing. I loved ish my coworkers. That's the year that like one of the teachers slammed the door in my face. And then the other teacher gossiped to our principal about me having kids in my room for lunch. So like weird things happened, but like not to the level of the other years.
0: Those are like weird things, but they're not like earth shattering things that would completely ruin your experience
2: no my day-to-day earth was a little shattered like one day was shattered but then the next day I was like hey remember when a teacher slammed his, the door in my face that was kind of funny not really like vibes
0: not funny haha funny weird <laughs> exactly that
2: male teacher he used to call kids the r-word and I literally wanted to wring his neck every time he did it he'd be like that kid was being like so like mm, that day and I was like how are you being a teacher like that's so unkind uh, zero stars yes yeah, so then he didn't like that I had kids in my room for lunch I came to the door to like talk to him and he was like mur, mur, mur. and then he just like slammed the door in my face and there were a couple kids standing behind me and I turned around and I was like did you see that and they were like Mm-hmm, you good and I was like mm, no but like we're just gonna go with that what grade level was this eighth I loved them. They were my favorite. You are brave. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm a teacher at like a later part in my life. I don't know. I peaked in eighth grade and I am my best self with eighth graders.
0: I think they're such a vibe. I've had multiple people say that. Like, I feel like eighth grade teachers are uniquely passionate about the grade level mm-hmm. of eighth grade itself. And then a lot of other people are very anti-eighth grade. I'm terrified of teaching eighth grade personally. Sixth
2: grade is what scared and
0: scarred me. I did a sixth grade summer camp. But
1: why are you afraid of eighth grade? It's because they're big, but like...
0: There's like a lot of hormonal things happening. They have a lot of like rage inside of them and like emotions that are new to them that they're not like that equipped to deal with. And they're also the biggest fish in the pond, which comes with a little arrogance that I don't love. I don't know. It's like too much of an in-between
2: time to me. I love a little in-between. But you like freshmen. No, I'm
0: terrified of freshmen because freshmen are getting traumatized because they went from being a big fish in a pond to being a little fish.
2: I don't think I'd like freshmen. They're like
0: anxious and really aggressive at the same time. 11th grade is where it's at. Eleventh grades like cherry on top. Twelfth grade I like but not my favorite. Eighth and ninth grade that's the ages I'm most terrified of. So we love eighth grade. We love the IB school. Other than the zero star teacher that slammed a door. Yes. And slammed your door into your face. Like you can slam other people's
2: doors. Yes. I had I want to say 160 students overall, and I would go after school and I take all my little student work and I would take it to Starbucks and I would write a little note on every single one of them. So happily, like so excited to do it every like quarter. That we had a grade, I'd have like a whole presentation of like, here are the averages of the grades, like fill out this questionnaire as to like, how you think you're doing academically? But like, how are you doing emotionally? And we had like social emotional classes and I would like go to the basketball games. Like it was my absolute favorite year. And I was also excelling as like a human, probably November to when the pandemic started. I'd go to 5am Orange Theory every morning and then I'd come home and I'd go to school 7.30 to 4.30 and then at 4.30 I'd leave to go to the mall and I'd work at Francesca's from 5pm to 9.30pm and then I'd come home, have dinner and I'd do it again. Every single day. You did this for
0: months on end? Yes,
2: and every weekend I was traveling. Did you do coke? No.
0: So back back to the education world. (laughs) Just take a hard laugh. (laughs) How long were you at the IB school? Just that one year? Yes,
2: okay. I was doing my crazy little 5 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. little life that I was living. I was doing that in February and then my weekend trip that week was to Arizona to visit my uncle and aunt. When I got to Arizona, I got an email that my school had been canceled for the next week and we were pushing spring break up. We were closing preemptively because we were the second largest district in California. So they wanted to be cautious and they were like, we're gonna close this next week because there's a virus happening. And then that was the end of that school. Cool. we closed so early compared to everyone else and we also took such a long time to like get in a groove of what we were doing because they wanted it to look good for everyone else and also because we we're the largest district that meant like a shit ton of chromebooks so I would say there was two months where I wasn't doing anything at home and I was like instructed to not do anything because I wanted I told them I was like can I start a book club with my kids via like google something and they were like no do not contact them because we're trying to figure it out so then I didn't do anything for two months and then by the time we logged back in I'd say maybe I started. 50% of my students and then that was the end of that school which was sad because that was my favorite year favorite students favorite everything and I just like felt so good that year and then it was over did you
0: go to a new school in the fall or that was that
2: that June Dave and I decided we were going to move back from California to Ohio so then I start looking for schools and then the only school that contacts me is the charter school that I was just at because they had openings and like I know now that like they were desperate because they're always desperate but I interviewed with them and my first year of the charter school versus my second year were very very different my first year the principal and the vice principal were like on it and with it and everyone respected them and everyone knew them and it was a very welcoming and family type of environment the kids were online for the entire year which was like I don't know what they learned and I don't know what I taught but like they were there and so was I I loved at school my first year and then my second year we were in person starting in the fall and that's when like everything went kaput so like nothing really happened my third year other than like being at home which was kind of fun I like got a dog and I lived downtown could be a vibe it was a semi vibe. I don't like sitting still all day. And
1: that's why we became friends. Because we can't sit still? Well, because during COVID, we couldn't sit still. So we made friends on the internet. Because I watched all your videos and I was like, you are so funny. I love you. You're so cute. I would like to be your and friend. I and was like, I was like, I want to copy everything Maria does for the rest of my life. You and I
2: live in a perpetual state of thinking that the other is like the coolest person alive. Like, I love you so much and I think you're so cool. And I just want to like put your skin on and be you. And then you also feel the same about you me. You are the coolest person I've ever met.
1: I love you so much.
0: I can literally feel both of your energies wanting to hurl yourself through the computer screen right now. Like it's palpable. We were
1: so desperate for community and I think being on TikTok during the pandemic as teachers really provided that in some weird way. So
0: you got hired at a charter school in god's favorite state ohio
2: yes so this is my fourth year of teaching second year at the same school first time going back to the same school love that really high hopes really optimistic august and september maria that year like she was so hype and so cute and so fun i think we had two months where i was just like yeah school teaching Woo, love it and then it just went downhill
1: from there what was the moment that made you want to leave teaching because i feel like
2: at this school there was a lot it was a slow build there was never a moment that I was like I want to leave because a lot of my coworkers and friends at the school last year were actively talking about leaving teaching and applying to other jobs that weren't teaching and I sat there the whole time and told myself I was like do not listen to them this is not your journey like you can stay on your computer and you can do your own thing but that is their journey do not feed into this don't adopt that personality and I was so anti-leaving teaching the entire year do you want to know the reason I thought about leaving Yeah, Anna kid Mm. I was on vacation with her I went into her classroom to just like visit with her kiddos and I had a, like a panic attack after being in the school because I was so anxiety ridden about being in a school and she was like do you think you should not teach anymore and I was like no no and then she was like are you sure you don't need some time and I was like no no like I'm good and then I thought about that for a while and then I it became true
1: as your friend who saw you go through that and try so hard to try to make it work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it was really hard for me. It's the same thing for you, Redacted. Like, I feel like you are both such good teachers because you were both there for the kids. Mm-hmm. Like Maria, you loved those kids. I love middle schoolers. The lockdown thing is something that like I want to breach the topic of because that was the moment where I was like holy shit mm-hmm. i didn't know that you were gonna leave teaching but i think that that was a really really bad day yeah hey guys fraz here for a content warning for the next five minutes we're going to talk about a lockdown and gun violence in schools skip ahead five minutes and 15 seconds if you need to take care It
2: was like a normal day ironically enough I had a gut feeling that like something was going to go wrong I said that to my co-teacher that morning I was like I don't know why I just feel like something's gonna happen today and it's not good we have a daily huddle so we go into our classroom to have our little like 10 minute huddle in this huddle our principals are very like visibly shaken and so they start telling us there have been on whatsapp like text messages and pictures passed around of a hand holding a gun and there's text on the screen and it says acronym of school name here we're coming for you and this has been passed around to some of our I think seventh and eighth grade students and some students and parents reported it to the school and this is like 7 20 in the morning students come into the building at 7 30 doors open at 7 30. and so all of us are in shock and our principals are like we're not sure what we're doing yet and all the teachers are like don't let the kids in do not let them in because they all come in through a central point downstairs through one door and we're like turn them away turn the buses away tell everyone to take their kids home like do not let them in the school and they're like ooh we're just not sure what to do and so that we get up and leave. It's like seven twenty-five, and so we're standing outside of my classroom. And our administrative person is like, "What do you think we should do?" And it's very clear that our principal has like no idea what to do. She is scared, which like rightfully so, and like I would be scared too, and I wouldn't know what to do in that situation. But also like you're an. But in- why did they make you come to
1: school? They knew about this. Yeah. Normal schools shut down because of threats. And also they knew about the threat before the door opened. The district I worked for did the same thing. Mm-hmm. It makes me nauseous.
2: Any threat should be taken with like the utmost seriousness. Like we're at the point where like you don't gaslight the teachers and that's what they did to us. They gaslit us into thinking it was a TikTok trend.
1: That's what they said. Bro I remember that.
0: You were like I'm actually on the app and that's not what's going on. The savage dance is going on. I
2: was
1: so mad about that.
2: I sent a huge message into our school co-worker group chat with our administration and I was like i am in a group chat with like 20 plus teachers across the united states and not a single one of them has heard of this tiktok trend i cannot find anything on google like this is not a trend and we are not taking this seriously and they are basically just like okay
1: i got into it with the teacher misery instagram account because i was like you posted this phony list of tiktok trends oh oh my god when they were destroying bathrooms there was a fabricated list on facebook that came out saying that these are tiktok trends they were not tiktok trends punch a teacher in the boob tuesday yes i remember remember this it was
0: literally I was like no child plans this far in advance or would think of any of these I
1: was trying to explain to her how TikTok trends work I was like you can't forecast TikTok trends you just can't yeah so I was like the thought that there's a year of TikTok trends planned a marketing agency wishes <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg
0: is foaming at the mouth at the thought of being able to do that
1: uh, that for me was really aggravating people do not understand TikTok like oh we don't understand it but it must be a tiktok trend like shut the fuck up it was
0: just like a way to discount something and make it seem really trivial and like Mm -hmm. even if it was a tiktok trend those are real human children on that app who will often do trends in real life so you're trying to use it to make it seem like it's not real but if anything you're proving your own point even though you're wrong
1: somehow it's very interesting people will be like oh it says slap a teacher and then in kentucky somebody slapped their teacher and i'm like yeah because people slap teachers because children slap teachers sometimes like I've been slapped I don't know about y'all maybe that's just kindergarten but anyways 728 emergency meeting 735 students come yeah when I
2: tell you that I froze in that moment so bad that would be so unhelpful to any student in that scenario because don't I I have some like past life I think that I have lived where I have had a gun violence like situation because nothing in my present life this has happened I have an insane fear around guns and it's not just school related it has been an anxiety that I've Had for years, my dad has taken me shooting. Like I have shot a gun, I've held a gun. Like I'm not scared of the gun. I'm scared of being shot for no reason other than like this is a problem.
1: I'm scared of shooting the gun. I'm scared of.
2: I have a good shot. I will shoot right in the little bullseye multiple times. (laughs) Like I have a great shot, but I am so terrified of being shot. That In this moment, I was frozen and I sunk to the ground in a ball and my co-teacher had to be like, you have to get up right now. And I was like, fuck yeah.
1: But you should never be in that position ever. No. And because we were understaffed, what
2: then happened next is we normally co-teach. We have two teachers per room. We are alone in one room with all of our students. We, as the teachers, had to have them put their backpacks against the wall and then tell our students no you can't access your backpack no you can't be on your phone no you can't do anything but you're not allowed to tell them why then at some points we had parents calling because kids had gotten their phones and had texted and our admin told us not to tell the parents what was happening they told us to like tell them that everything was fine
0: you can't just tell the parents everything is fine when everything is clearly not fine if everything's fine why can't the kids touch their backpacks Mm -hmm. that's usually not a sign that everything's fine
2: yes that was a it was a very scary and unpleasant day but was that the day that you thought like i can't do this anymore or no i was just like I, this is a day that now i have now experienced this part of
1: teaching like wow i can't believe that they made you check those backpacks yeah
2: the whole thing was just like so unnerving and like i would just like a school where people are happy and they feel safe <laughs> and it's aesthetic and there's lots of windows and people learn and do lots of projects that's my ideal situation for U.S. education. There's
0: a study that they did about the windows thing that my college professor was in it because they did it between a school that had like a lot of windows and was like a really a vibe and then a school that was designed by a prison company and my college professor taught at the school not a prison company a prison building company but whatever. My college professor taught at the prison school and he said that the vibes were absolutely putrid there and that the study confirmed that. I
1: believe it windows all the way. The school I was at before I was at a KIPP school was another charter school there was a silver lake school that was opening and they were like this is the model that we'll have and it was all green and earth tones because it was all reggio amelia lots of windows i drove past the other day still under construction. Maybe it'll be open by the time that BBJ can go. It's too far from my house. Ooh. I'm too lazy.
0: How dare you? She could be at a school with earth tones <laughs> and you just don't want to drive her there. How dare you
1: take that away from her? I know. Look at her
0: outfit today. It literally is perfect.
1: I know. I'm just not in a hurry to get her into any school. I just have seen too much. That's fair. I, I know too much. I've seen too much.
0: Yeah, you're too informed. I don't want
1: her to get hurt. You know, so. Mm. She can go
0: to Fraze Elementary and Redacted High School, it's literally gonna be fine.
1: Perfect.
0: oh I'll cover middle school. Hell yeah! Oh my god, this is literally perfect. Wait, we, we are her K through twelve education. Oh my
1: god. Baby J. yeah.
0: Our mascot has a pink cowboy hat on.
1: Obviously. Maria, thank you so much for joining us today. Like, thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled to have spoken with you. I love talking to you, and I, I love talking to you. Thank you for joining us. Rate us if you're in a good mood, and if you're in
0: a bad mood, we hope. hope. Hope you feel better. Exit the app immediately. Leave.
1: (laughs) If you're on your way to work, we're so sorry. You could quit and be on the podcast instead. It'll be a great day. Right. Set an intention. (laughs) Set an intention. I'm setting one for you. Maria taught me everything I know about that. And if
0: you don't have Energy to muster an intention, just pretend you're on Parks and Rec and stare off into space every time something bad happens, and it should take the sting out for at least 24 hours.
1: We love you. Kisses. Bye bye.
0: Just as a disclaimer, because I am someone who is actively teaching, everything on this podcast is my personal opinion and does not reflect my district, my state, my employer, my students, or my admin. Everything on this podcast was recorded on personal time, on personal equipment, and is a completely separate endeavor from my school district.
1: Yeah, leave her alone.